This is FM 100.5, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. If you sound like we've got two voices, it sounds like my brother Mike, Mike Jones, James Michael Jones, he's uh, the guest today. And, uh, you know, Mike, today, of course, everybody knows it's Election Day and probably the, the biggest election in the history of our country. And a lot of going on. Now, you and I grew up. In a political family, True. Uh, our uh, granddaddy Papa Jones was—he was very strong in politics, and we had a number of relatives that have held offices here. And but you know the thing that's really different uh, now than what it was back when we were young, and, and for many many years, our whole family—they were, were Democrats, and I. I I really don't remember a Republican being in Rutherford County during that time. Hey, we grew up in a a Democratic family, and uh, uh, all the polls pretty much in Tennessee, especially Middle Tennessee, uh, people voted Democrat. And then there was a a big change took place, and now uh, I'm more... You know, and it's hard to, hard to believe that you go from the Democratic Party and flip over to the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also of the opinion that we vote for the right person. Yeah. And as we've grown older, we've seen a change in both parties. Uh, I don't really like the fact that we uh, don't like each other. You know, Democrats don't like Republicans. Republicans don't like the Democrats. That's not what it's supposed to be about. Uh, the Democratic Party should pick the best person that they can to run for whatever office, and the Republicans mm-hmm. should pick whomever they think would be the best person for the country or their community, whoever mm-hmm. they're voting for. You want to pick the best person that's going to guide you in the best possible way. And uh, uh, we don't see that right now we're seeing you know too much uh contradiction too much conflict Mm -hmm. and i i really personally don't understand it i you know uh i can remember in grade school when eisenhower was elected and uh you know he was elected i was you know lived in a democratic you know my my family backed him when he was when he was president and it seems to be now we want to fight that person the whole time they're, they've been elected, mm-hmm. and that's just not you know, uh, it's not the way it's supposed to be. They're so different in what they believe, and there are uh, things that are brought up now that you and I would never have believed no. that those particular issues, like uh, going away from capitalism to socialism. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, how dangerous is that for our country? Because you, uh, all socialist states turn into third world countries, and, and, and uh, it, it, it's so close to the, the communist ideals that uh, it, it 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 shouldn't even enter people's heads. And, and I have seen things that have been going on uh, the last well, um, our last president Donald Trump. Um, they were trying to have him completely. Uh, um, pretty much impeach oh, yeah. 
for e- even before he even <clears throat> took office. And, and I've never seen that type of thought. Well, you know, when someone runs for public office, the first thing they do is they start going through every little bit of uh, things that they've done throughout their life. And if mm-hmm. they've ever misspoken or if they've ever had a, a problem, you know, growing up or whatever, then, you know, they want to go at them. Yeah. And I don't... Uh, I don't know if I appreciate that, and I don't appreciate that with either party, you know, yeah. going back and, uh, you know, there's no way I would ever want to run for public office. I, you know, it's just not, I wouldn't want to, because yeah. they're going to go back and find whatever they can, and they'll twist it uh, to suit them. Uh, you got to be careful with everything you say. Uh, I, I don't know how many times I've heard, you know, people speak and I understood what they meant, but they got completely turned around and used against them. And that's just not, you know, tell me what you're going to do. Tell yeah. me what you're going to do, and uh, how can you help me? You know, if we need more taxes, we need more taxes, but convince me. Let me know why we need more taxes. Why do we have to pay more taxes? You know, why do we do this and why do we do that? So, I don't, you know, it's not, you know, we just live in a different world. And, uh, uh you can't, you know, you're better off not talking politics, just to be honest with you, you know. We needed to listen to our mama, didn't we? Yes. She wouldn't let us talk politics or religion, either one, at the table. But, uh, you know, uh, we have seen a lot of changes. I know I was in law enforcement for many, many years, and you've been in the education community for a, a, a large number of years. We have seen things change in those particular areas as much as any other. And the the curriculum that we have now in the schools, it's not the same thing as oh, you and I went through. No. Uh, I started teaching in 1971. Yeah. That's a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, I retired in March. Uh, because I, I guess I just had all I could stand. I couldn't stand no more, mm-hmm. as Papa said it. Uh, but uh, we've done a complete uh, turnaround in education. Uh, so many changes in math. Uh, you know, it's, it's people don't realize you build a house, and if you don't put it on a foundation, it's not going to last very long. Yeah. In math... You got to build a foundation. You have to understand what the numbers are doing and what you're doing and how you're doing it. And it, it seems to me like you know we do a pretty good job uh, as, as a principal. I, you know, I, I had some pretty good teachers. I've worked with a lot of good teachers. Uh, but you build that foundation, and then you build on it. And uh, but for some reason, we've changed our math curriculum to to something that really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I've looked at some third and fourth grade uh, math books, and I'm thinking, you know, these kids are working problems. It may take them an hour, an hour and a half at night to work, Mm -hmm. which would have taken us, in our day, 15 minutes maybe. And uh, when you start breaking down addition problems into hundreds and tens and thousands and adding them together and then, then putting them back together, I mean, to me, that's just a total... Uh, waste of time mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> uh, the multiplication table uh, has <laughs> uh, you may teach it but then you get away from it and go to a calculator and then, you know uh, when we played baseball we didn't just go play baseball we practiced and yeah. we got better at it and you know we hit batting practice you know during the week and when we had games we hit we you know we were better hitters yeah. but we didn't quit having practice during the season and just play you know you kept on practicing the more you practice the better you get and it's the same thing with math the more you practice the better you get yeah and a lot of schools and uh have gone away from uh homework you know, you want them to do it in the class so the teacher can see and help. Well, that's good. But, you know, you got to practice, and you, you need to practice a lot. I don't care what it is. Uh, I was not a top student in class, you know, not through the grades. Uh, I was competitive, mm-hmm. and thank goodness I had people like Walker Todd uh, 
who I was uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and then on into high school, Walker was extremely smart, you know. And uh, I think he's teaching at the university now after he's come back. And, Mm -hmm. you know, here's a guy, I think he speaks maybe four or five foreign languages. Just extremely smart. But I always, he pushed me in grammar school, which helped me a lot, especially in math, especially in math. And uh, our daddy was good in math. Our grandfather was good in math. Yeah. And I seemed to have followed that, you know, and I, and I understood it. And I, you know, didn't have any problems with it. But I wouldn't have been that way if I hadn't practiced. And I had a uh, Miss Early, second grade. I can remember I used to go when they were running the grocery store. I'd go down after school, and I'd mm-hmm. go down, and she'd help me with my homework. Yeah. And that was just one of those things now. Now, um, was she Mike's... Uh, uh, wife or Powell's wife? Uh, that would have been Powell Early's wife. I'm pretty sure she was yeah. your second grade teacher. Yeah, she was my, my second, second grade, grade teacher. teacher. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know we had homework, mm-hmm. and uh, thank goodness we had Mama at home. Yeah, if we needed help, we got help. I remember, golly, had to write a poem. Why well, I couldn't write a poem? From, you know, Mama wrote the poem for me. She wrote one for you also? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the only way I got through that. Uh, no way I could write a poem. It just wasn't in me. Yeah. But uh, at school, progressed. Uh, I learned I learned how to study when I got in college. I mm-hmm. learned, you know, playing football and, and uh, having work to do. And, you know, finally I, I woke up. I learned how to study and I learned how to take tests. Mm-hmm. I used to get up, I'd set my alarm clock. When I had a test uh, in college, I'd set my alarm clock for 4 o'clock. And I started studying at 4 o'clock. Mm. And when I walked into that classroom, everything was fresh. And, uh, you know, my grades went way up when I started doing that. But it, it it's all uh, self-discipline. That's what it is. It's self-discipline. And we have very little of that today. Uh, the reason athletics is so important if you want to be a good athlete, you have to have self-discipline. You have to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Self-discipline is the only thing that's going to get you through. And that's the reason so many, I think, I might be wrong, a lot of people who are successful in life played some sport. Yeah. And if they wanted to be good at it, and I'm talking about good at it, you have to have self-discipline. And uh, I think a lot of our top athletes nowadays have forgotten that. They've gotten there and gotten the big money. And they've forgotten about how they got there. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, it, it's hard work. It's hard work. Yeah. And if you're going to do anything, you've got to work at it. I don't care if you're selling cars or, you know, you're teaching school or you're in law enforcement. You've got to work at it. And we've forgotten that work ethic. Are we changing the thoughts of our young people? Uh, I know... Uh, you're talking about the math and how it's changed, and really it doesn't make any logic at all as far as uh, what you're going to be able to utilize in, right. the, in the future. And uh, it, it seems like that we're controlling the minds of our young people in more of a negative way than a positive way. I know President Trump, uh, he says that he is going to uh, get into that particular area where we're teaching them uh, in, in, in a lot of ways to not be patriotic, not to not to honor the veterans that have been in there in each war and in, in fighting for our country and what it means as far as our personal freedoms here in our country. And it seems like there's an erosion there, and a lot of it comes in the education system. And how in the world can... They force. I mean, you you change books, new books all the time, and 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 all of this stuff changes. But how in the world can we allow something like that to to take advantage of our young people in the in their thought process? Well, that's a, I mean, that's a good question. But I, you know, uh, I don't think we put as much emphasis on history right now as we did when we were growing up when we yeah. were growing up we studied history we studied the wars we studied all of that all of that yeah. now of course i've got casey who teaches part of you know the war between the states mm-hmm. and uh, some of the other stuff um i don't really i don't really know 
uh, why we've gone, gone away from history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I don't even know if it's still required. You know, you've got history in college yeah. if you want to be a history teacher or whatever. Yeah, good luck there. I don't. I really don't know if you. Um, uh, have to have that now. I mean, I was studying animal science. I wanted to be a veterinarian. Mm-hmm. And so I was taking a lot of, you know, like medicine, you know, stuff yeah. of that. Nature. And I had to take history in mm-hmm. college. I had to. I don't know if you have to do that nowadays. I just don't know. But I, I see such a change in curriculum. For some reason, a few years back, they decided that every high school student needs to have chemistry. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's not... That's not right. I don't think. Uh, why? Why do they have to take chemistry? Uh, you know. Uh, and then when I first started teaching, up, up until I left, I guess College Grove and Page, uh, woodworking shop was a big deal mm-hmm. in every school. And it's not that way anymore. You know, you just don't see that like you used to. Uh, it kind of punches the people who have that. Uh, blessing that skill that's innate with them yeah. and, and and then as they try to improve that they don't have it there anymore yeah and i know uh when i was at uh, woodbury uh as a principal we had a welding you know my my ag teachers taught welding and from what i understand now you know a lot of schools are getting away from that and that's such a good trade I yeah. mean, you know and, and uh, you make a good living at it uh, but so many of these things, of course, technology, I said this a long time ago when they started with the technology and robots in uh, the car industry. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, uh, why are we doing this? I'd much rather an individual weld the frame and do the frame and know it's done as to trust a robot. I don't know if that robot missed it or didn't miss it, and it does happen. I mean, I'm sorry, it does happen. And uh, but that robot doesn't go out into the community and buy groceries. That yeah. robot does not go out into the community and buy a house. That robot does not go into community and fix your TV. Mm-hmm. That robot is in that place, and he's taking the place of maybe two or three individuals, maybe four, that could be working going out in the community, buying groceries, buying gas, buying cars, you know. We've we've cut that market out. And, you know, to me, you know, it's great. Yeah, you got this the technology. It's that's great. But technology can only help you so much. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't want to be dependent on a calculator. I do not want to be dependent on a calculator. Yeah, who does that help? Well, <laughs> I don't know who it helps. Yeah. It helps me if I don't use it. The the computer yeah. type uh, things that are going on that we have seen, all, all the technology improvements, mm-hmm. it seems like it's all aimed toward them. Well, it opens up a different world, yeah. too. You've got to realize, you know, if you're not watching your child, even on TV, mm-hmm. but if you're not watching your child and they're on a computer, you got problems. Yeah. I'm telling you, you got problems. And the phones have gotten so technologically advanced that they can do almost anything in the world with them. And then you've got the watches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a teacher, and you're sitting in a class, and a kid's got a watch on that is basically a computer, and he can look up anything he wants to off of that on that watch. Mm-hmm. And you go to him and say, you need to take that off. Yeah. You, you, know, you shouldn't wear that. You know, well, I'm I'm already calling him a cheater. Mm-hmm. And he may not be, or she may not be. They may not, they may be just innocent. They've got a watch on. But, you know, you have to watch it. And they will hide their phones in their lap and under the desk and whatever. And they will, you know. Uh, you know, you, I've called them cheating. And, you know, I don't don't like to call them cheaters, but it happens. And, you know, they'll take a picture of a test mm-hmm. if you're not looking, and they'll send it out. And everybody's got your test. Uh, you know, those things, yeah, it's great to have your, your phone. It's great to be able to take pictures. But, you know, the way that they can use them and the things that they can do with them, you know, they don't realize uh, it hurts them. Yeah. It hurts them more than it, more than anybody. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, we live in a whole different world, a whole different world. What you what you're basically saying is, 
uh, with them having control of what's going to be taught in the classroom, it goes w- uh, away from the norm. And if you look at it in, in a, a kind of a, a logical way, uh, it's pretty much taken away the middle class, isn't it? Because the middle so. class, uh, a lot of them work with their hands. Yep. They, they've been given uh, certain... Uh, God bless uh, abilities as far as what they can accomplish. And if you take that, uh, if you just erase that part of what's going on in the education system, it's not that, uh, it's not that easy to hide, is it? No. No, it's not. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, 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 I respect my teachers. I respect the educational it's not their fault. No, uh, they uh, they are doing what they need to do mm-hmm. to preserve their jobs, mm-hmm. and it got to be toward the end of my career after teaching science for almost forty years, and and uh, in that in that time, I taught chemistry, I taught biology, I taught general science, mm-hmm. uh, and I I taught algebra. Uh, it's just a whole different world and a different way of looking at it. They want hands-on. They want uh, they uh, they want the teacher to teach in a specific way rather than the best way the teacher can teach the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've always said, "Give me a curriculum and let me teach it, and I'll teach what needs to be taught." But when you start telling them how to do it, then it gets to be into a, a, a different category. I think. Uh, but, you know, so much is dependent upon TCAP or whatever you want to call it, the test. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, if you're a good teacher, lots of times, you know, when you start in your curriculum, you're teaching something that's new to them, you pre-test them to see what they know. Mm-hmm. And you have an idea who knows what, and then you teach it the best way you can, and then at the end of the line, you test. That's the reason you test. And then mm-hmm. they get a grade. And uh, at the end of that, I always graded myself on how well they did on their post-test, not their mm-hmm. pre-test, but their post-test. I graded myself on that because did I do a good job? What do I need to reteach? You know, you look at that and 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 analyze your tests. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but then we have a TCAP, and we got we start out with a curriculum, and we teach that curriculum, and we post-test, we test. Mm -hmm. Well, that's all well and good. But uh, that fifth grade is just against the fourth grade Mm -hmm. test scores. So uh, what happens between the fourth and fifth grade? Lots of it is a complete new curriculum yeah and they and it's supposed to get harder each year not not easier it's supposed to get harder so then you you're grading that teacher on that well what did they know about it to begin with they you know they weren't taught that before you know let's just say phil's uh sixth seventh and eighth grade curriculums one may be teaching physical science the other one you know which has some of the chemistry in it. then you've got your life science and, you know, they're two completely different things. A kid can be interested in life science and love it. Yeah. But they're turned off on chemistry. They don't care about atoms. Some do and some don't. Some have, some are just normally going to have a difficult problem yes, with it. Yes, yes, they're going to have. And so, you know, the way we do it, I would agree, you know, as a teacher, if you allow me to do a pretest and then... A post-test, I will agree. You can grade me on that. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. But don't grade me on what they knew from the fourth grade to the fifth grade. It's a completely different curriculum. So, And, you know, how they advanced with it. So don't grade me that way. Grade me on pre-test and post-test. But we don't have the monies to pre-test and post-test. Yeah. And the biggest thing is they always say, the post-test, we're going to have the test ready. And you're going to, it's going to count 20% of your grade. At first, it didn't count anything. Mm-hmm. That post-test counted nothing except what are we going to do to teachers. They were told teachers to begin with, and I can, I can plainly remember the state coming in, they will never be used against you. Mm. They will never be used against you. 
I can I still remember that guy saying that. Well, it's even used against principals. Yeah. That test is used to grade you. And okay, uh the structure of it is just completely different than what it's been all well, the time. And here's the big problem. They they do do that and you 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 are graded on that and you're you know, you're a level three, you're a level four, you're mm-hmm. a level five, whatever. And you never see the what the kids missed. You don't see what they got right. Mm-hmm. There's no feedback on that. Well, Teachers use tests as feedback. That's, yeah. that's how they teach and do a good job of it. They use it as feedback. Well, you never see. You know, they will tell you what questions they miss, but you don't know what the questions are because you can't see the test. You know, it was in uh, life science. It was on uh, something to do with maybe, uh, I can't even think of what I'm going to say, the uh, mammals or whatever you know mm-hmm. invertebrates or whatever and they missed those questions well what was the question and i can't tell you how many times i used the little test that they they would send to you so to practice tests mm-hmm. i would find answers that were wrong mm. so when you graded my children their tests and you had questions or answers that were wrong and they missed them because they were the wrong answer. I, you know, I can't do anything about it. You don't let me see the test. And mm. I've seen I've seen that lots of times on on tests where we had practice tests. The answers were wrong. Yeah. And you know, you'd call and tell them, said, you know, this answer is wrong. Oh well, we'll correct it. Okay. What about this test that you're giving them that you're grading me on? Come on. How could we be so far off center? from the reality and the logic of what education is supposed to do as far as each individual student and also about their mindset as far as what they're going to be looking at in the future and then how they're going to pass that along to their children as everything seems to change. And especially when... It seems like nobody in in the education system itself has any control over what they're going to be able to teach. Well, you've lost control. I mean, yeah, we have committees, and the committees go to the state, and they make they recommend this and they recommend that, and uh, you know, uh, I don't know. It, it's it's a problem. It is a problem. I mean, those children should be prepared for life when they get out of high school. Yeah. They should be prepared. Now, they are prepared to go on to higher education or prepared to go into the work field or whatever they're going to do. They should be yeah. prepared for that. Uh, and I was just thinking when you were just when you were going over all these things, you know, uh, 71 when I taught in high school, kids got up, we said, uh, uh, if a prayer were said, uh, they all had their heads bowed. If we if we uh, uh, did the uh, uh, Pledge of Allegiance, yeah. everybody stood up, put their hands over their heart, and they said it. Well, then uh, then uh, comes along some some parent who complains. Well, you're embarrassing my child. Yeah, she's not supposed to be doing this because it's. You know, we're we're praying to an idol. They call some people call the flag an idol. It's not an idol. It's a representation of our country and our valor and our our uh, uh, troops. You know, that's what it is. Yeah. But uh, in the later years, kids, all the kids had to do was stand up. They didn't mm-hmm. have to say the pledge. Um, my last few years, maybe one or two would say the pledge. Uh, the rest of them just just stood up, and uh, we've we seem to have lost that. Uh, uh, Is that coming respect. from the homes, or, or well, I, I think it's coming from the fact that uh, some time ago somebody decided that their child was whipped with a board, mm-hmm. and he was abused. It may have been, you know. It's it's just like you know, uh, we one little thing changes everything. Yeah. Uh, I paddled kids. I never was abusive. I paddled them, and I never paddled one when I was mad. I never paddled one that I didn't tell them. I said, do you know why you're getting this paddle? Mm -hmm. You know, do you know why I'm doing this? And they, 
and 99.9% of them said yes. I knew why I was getting yeah, a paddle. Yeah. And we uh, uh, and we went on about it, you mm-hmm. know. There was no hatred. There was no this or that. And, you know, when Mama spanked me and used the belt on me, I knew why I got it. Yeah. And I deserved it. And by golly, I wasn't going to do that the next time. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have that anymore. We don't have that... Uh, uh, that discipline that needs to be, you know, whether you're, you know, I saw something the other day, you know, it looks like this generation that had to stand in the corner, you know, has failed us. Mm-hmm. Well, some have and some haven't. Not everybody's bad and not everybody's good. But you've got to learn what self-discipline is. And sometimes self-discipline needs a paddling. I'm sorry. You just need it. Uh, when we played football at the high school, if we did something wrong, we ran laps. Yeah, we were disciplined. Uh, I don't. I can't ever remember my later years of coaching where we made somebody run laps. We just didn't do it. It just, you know, it, it would. It would be a parent in there on you. You know, why, why is my child doing this or why is my child doing that? Mm-hmm. But, and and uh, it, it's just. Uh, we want to protect the child. Obviously, you want to protect the child, but that child's got to learn what discipline is. And sometimes self-discipline has to be taught in a different way. And we're not doing that. And uh, if a teacher doesn't have control of their class, some teachers can do that. Some teachers have got control. Mm-hmm. Some teachers don't. But when we could paddle, we had control. We had control. Yeah. You know, I could. I can tell you that probably over a year's time when we were paddling, I might whip two or three boys the first week or two, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to paddle anybody else the rest of the year. Yeah. It was done because when you paddled him outside that door and he came back inside there, they didn't want any part of it. It wasn't, and I wasn't brutal to them, and those kids, and I can't tell you how many hundreds of kids over the years have come up to me and told me that's the best thing that ever happened to them as I paddled them. Yeah. It made me, it, it made me realize what I was doing. And most I can of, agree with that. And, you know, uh, but, oh, it's so cruel. It's so cruel. It's, yeah, yeah, maybe we were, but we never heard them. Yeah. Uh, you we got their attention. Got their attention. And they listened. They paid attention. And nowadays, you know, kid can do whatever. Uh, and what's that poor teacher going to do? A teacher's got to be pretty sharp. You, if you're going to be in the, in the educational system, you better be pretty sharp and know how to handle kids. You know, that comes over into the career that I had. A lot of the young people that we had trouble with had no discipline whatsoever in their home. And I can remember uh, one kid who was just totally out of control, and his parents brought him to talk to me. And I said, I know down. exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. So I sat there and, and I talked to him, and, and then uh, I talked to him. He showed no respect whatsoever to his parents. And... Uh, after he uh, went on a tirade to them, I said, Now, I will be more than happy to leave this room, and you can do whatever you want to with him. And, oh, no, no, we we don't do anything like that. We don't discipline. I said, Do you realize that is your problem? Uh, he has no respect for you because you don't try to reach out and get his attention as to what he's doing wrong and which direction he needs to go. So uh, um, I was more, of course, I'm the one that had to make him sit down and shut up. And they had absolutely, um, I mean, in the least amount of control over him. And you you see that, I, I know a lot of it starts right in the home. But as far as what they're learning in the schools, if you do away with the discipline and all that, and, and, but the curriculum has, in, in my opinion, has a real negative effect on a lot of these kids. Well, that that I that I, I really don't know. I, you know, uh, the curriculum. 
I don't know how much it, it, in in my classes it had nothing to do with the way they acted. I mean, the classes mm-hmm. I taught. You know, maybe some of the other classes, you know, the way they could express themselves. Well, their thoughts about what they think about yep. their country and, and yep. uh, how we got to where we are. And the, mm-hmm. the, the history part is... It's a whole different world. Yeah. But it's, like I it's, said, not, it's not Ms. Young yeah. teaching American yeah. history. Like I said, you know, there's a, the emphasis has kind of gone away from that. Yeah. Uh, not, you know, not that it shouldn't be, but uh, it's, it's kind of gone away from that uh, uh, history has the, but we were we were raised uh, at a time. Uh, I was born in forty five, and you were born in forty one. So we, you know, the World War Two uh, was fresh, mm-hmm. uh, and we we respected those individuals that had been at war, and we had a great respect for them. I can remember, and we still do. I can remember the when they used to bring the tanks down Main Street, mm-hmm. and oh boy, I mean, I loved it. I thought that, you know, to watch those and those troopers, uh, it was just something else. And and you know, and I know I've I've said this before, but I can remember going around the square and Mama driving around the square and. And, uh, you know, used to, those old old uh, T-models and things would backfire. Well, it backfired, and, you know, and, and uh, some of the men would jump behind the benches when they had them out on the square, <laughs> you know, and, and hide. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that's Mama. Mama mm-hmm. told me they were shell-shocked. And I didn't know what shell-shocked meant. I had no mm-hmm. idea. And uh, now as I've gotten older and I remember those things, I think about those poor people and and how how much respect I have for those people mm-hmm. uh, and what was the World War two when they went on the bench the movie uh, that opened my eyes up more went on Normandy the beach yeah when that movie showed those troopers and what they were going through and it got my attention yeah and I was able to talk to some of our uncles. And Uncle Bob was one of them. And Uncle Hucky. And uh, he told me some things. And I thought, and that opened my eyes up. I mean, I, 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 you know, I knew they went on the beach. I knew mm-hmm. they did all that. But to watch what it, and to ask them, was it really like that? And mm-hmm. the answer was, you know, I said something to Mama one time about it. She said, yeah, your, uh, your uncles were on that beach. And I said, you're kidding me. He said, no. And see, Hucky was one of the lucky people. He parachuted. And not many of those, not many but of those. But he was at the Battle of the Bulge. Yeah, but not many of those lived. I mean, yeah. he was very lucky that he came out of that life. Yeah. So were those people on the beach. But, you know, we don't tend to appreciate the fact that so many lives were lost on that beach. Mm-hmm. We don't tend to nowadays. That needs to be glorified. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it needs to be. And every kid needs to know about that. And, you know, when you start talking about history, that needs to be taught. I'm sorry, but it needs to be taught because it, it makes you realize why you stand up and put your hand over your heart when, yeah. that, when that flag's flying. And, but we don't. We it's it's something that's just been pushed aside, and we don't think about it. All right, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with James Michael Jones from NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS FM one hundred point five and one hundred one point nine AM fourteen fifty. And streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Adams Place is founded by Dr. Carl E. Adams, a physician and lifelong resident of Middle Tennessee. He and Jenny May had a dream of building a campus concept of life care facilities for older adults. Adams Place Residential Living Director Terry Deal. Discover that senior living is fun. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually actually EPI. 
Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Brought to you by AbbVie. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Applications are now available online for the 35th Annual Murfreesboro Christmas Parade, which will be at 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon, December 13th. This year's event will be co-hosted by WGNS Radio and the City of Murfreesboro. Everything you need to know to enter or just watch the parade is available online at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County Fire Rescue is asking for help investigating a car fire that was intentionally set Sunday night in the 1500 block of Mount Hermon Road. Vehicle reportedly taken from the Kensington subdivision between 7 and 9 p.m. Saturday night. Call the Murfreesboro Police or the Tennessee Arson Hotline if you can provide any help or information. How you do that, it's all spelled out on our website, WGNSRadio.com. A Tennessee doctor is expressing concern about the potential for a spike in coronavirus cases during the holidays. Infectious disease specialist Dr. Julie Horton of TriStar Medical Center in Nashville says she's concerned the hospital will be slammed in December after Thanksgiving Day. Dr. Horton says wearing a mask and social distancing is the best way to prevent the spread of the disease, but you can't wear a mask while eating your jerky dinner. She says having an infected person at your holiday celebration who's asymptomatic is a worst-case scenario. The deadline to apply for the Tennessee Promise Scholarship has been extended. The state announced that the deadline that was Monday is being extended another month due to the ongoing coronavirus outbreak. The deadline was pushed back to December 1st. The program provides two years of free tuition at any Tennessee community college, as well as a handful of four-year universities. There are no income or GPA requirements, provided you graduate from a Tennessee high school. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. You are invited to kick off the holiday season at the Downtown Holiday Marketplace event Friday, November 6th from 6 to 9 p.m. There will be over 30 boutiques, restaurants, and entertainment venues open. The Murfreesboro Art Crawl will be participating along with area musicians in the downtown stores for your enjoyment. Bring your friends, walk around the downtown area, and find unique gifts while getting in the holiday spirit. Take the pledge. Support local this holiday season downtown. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. At Bud's Tire Pros, they care about those who live and work here because you're a big part of what makes this place great. This is Kay Mitchell at Bud's Tire. Come by and see us at Bud's Tire, 3600 East Main Street, or call 896-TIRE. They will be here through the good times and the uncertain times. For those who are out on the road, stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, they're essential. They're open. They're local. Visit them online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Good neighbor weather. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the mid-60s. Southwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 38. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 40. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for Premier Six Theater. They're now open. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Mike Jones. We're, we've been mostly on uh, education, Mike, and I got a, 
uh, a couple of text messages from a lady that I know who was a teacher for many, many years and saying pretty much along with cursive handwriting, testing hysteria, put history on the back burner. And, and uh, tell me a little bit about that particular subject. Because I've heard a lot of teachers talk about that. Well, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not, I never was a history teacher. I went into classes, of course, and mm-hmm. did observations with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's pretty much, she's pretty much right. I mean, uh, I, you know, I don't know if I would say teaching hysteria, if it's not, uh, uh, I don't know a, a correct way to say that, but. So much is dependent upon one test for a teacher. Mm-hmm. There's so much pressure on a teacher. Uh, I've seen good young teachers get out of the profession just because of the test. Yeah. Uh, Casey, who is a doctor, mm-hmm. Dr. Casey Jones, our my youngest daughter, she breaks out in hives. Mm. Um, and she's a level five. And I think about those that are level three or level two, and your job is dependent on you making improvements. Yeah. And I used to do, in one school, I used to do the uh, analysis for the principal. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a grade level that was really doing bad. Yeah. And it was mostly the way the test had changed, and they were having difficulties with with the test. And I don't know so much if it was their teaching. It was the transferring into the test. And they made a, a big improvement one year. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's based on three years. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's based on three years. Uh, and they had made an improvement, but they still uh, were not at the level they needed to be at, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, they got ripped really bad by the principal. And... I spoke up and said, you know, I did this analysis, and I said, you know, they, they showed more improvement than anybody did through the grades. Mm-hmm. Well, I was told I didn't know what I was talking about, so I just left to keep from getting into a com- confrontation. But uh, uh, And those teachers, you know, they were killed. Yeah. And they were just destroyed right in front of all of their colleagues, and you don't do that to people. It's just like... Uh, a football coach I used to have, you don't you don't humiliate a kid in front of the team. You just yeah. don't do that. That's not the way you coach. That's just not that's not my way, and I'm never going to do it. And you don't humiliate a teacher in front of their colleagues or a group of teachers. Mm-hmm. It happened, uh, but uh, and some of them, some of them left. Uh, but that's what's happening. And there's so much so much pressure on the principal. There's so much pressure on the teachers. There's so much pressure on people in the central office. There's so much pressure on the superintendent that these scores be where the people in the know want them. There's too much pressure. And if you keep on, you know, I know I've told this, and I think I'm pretty close to being right here. The five years that I was principal, we had two people come out of uh MTSU that were certified in math, too. Mm. And MTSU is a teacher's college, you know. They produce a lot of young men and women come out and make, you know, they're very good in their profession. And we're not seeing that anymore. We're not seeing that It's harder to find those people that are willing to do it anymore, Well, you try to find a chemistry teacher. You try to find a biology teacher. I came out of retirement because I had a principal... uh, that hired me because he couldn't find say anybody to teach biology. I came out of retirement just so I could help him. Uh, and it's you know it's getting more uh, a Spanish teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're difficult because not only does the state require you to be able to do it on paper, you have to be able to speak it fluently enough to teach it. There's, they're they're too strict. In my opinion, and I may be wrong, i be the first time I've been wrong, in some of these things that uh, they're asking, a lot of them, the math especially, when they have to do their uh, praxis, a lot of the kids can't do the praxis. 
they could make good teachers and probably would be good teachers, but they have difficulty with the praxis. I didn't have to do the praxis, so I never had a praxis. I don't know what it's like, but some of them say these praxises that the states give are pretty tough. I don't know. I don't know that. But I do know that a lot of people couldn't make it in math because of the praxis. Mm -hmm. Now, what they're testing, I don't know. But uh, uh, in my day... And in your day, within the community, and we were pretty much Kittrell and Central, Yeah. teachers were very, very well-respected people within the community. Yes, they were. When you think about uh, Mrs. McFerrin, you mm-hmm. know, people like that in the community, and me going to church with her, and then going to Miss Ruby Sanford and Miss, Miss Early, all of those people, we went to church with them. We knew them. They were part of the community, and they were very well-respected people. Mm-hmm. And so many of these things have been lost over time. And one of the things that I don't like, and, and uh, you may disagree with me, a lot of these sitcoms that make teachers look stupid on TV and in the movies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and kids see these things. And... There, it's in their, it's in their mind, and teachers aren't, you know, like the movies. You know, movies are movies, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 these TV things, the sitcoms, they're for fun. You know, funny things. But kids don't differentiate that. They don't mm-hmm. know. They think that's real, and and it's brought back into the classroom. You know, and uh, I don't know. Teachers just don't have the respect that they should have in the community because i'm telling you i mean i got two daughters teaching right now and i watch and hear and listen to what they do and them getting up you know one of them says i was up at three o'clock in the morning getting my stuff ready Mm -hmm. because you know uh zooming you know getting stuff ready well you know she's having to do that then she's having to go into class and uh i talked to her this morning at 8 30 and what are you doing uh i'm working on a uh uh uh, email from a student. Student needs help. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, she's off today, and then she's got to give a quiz at ten or eleven o'clock to a student who forgot to take the quiz mm-hmm. a week before. D- didn't get on Zoom and didn't even. Oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot. Yeah. Well, you know, and this is her day off. You know, if you're a carpenter and you're off on Saturday, you're off on Saturday, aren't you? Yeah. And you know, if you're a fireman. And if you're off on Monday, you're off on Monday. Well, these teachers nowadays, they don't have an off day. They don't have an off day. These students, the way the Zooming and all this email stuff is going on, you know, they're emailing on Sunday. Sometimes they email 11, 12 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, because they're working on assignment that they should have done earlier in the day. And but they, it has all kinds of negatives. I don't know... How in the world people, they, they really have to have a, uh, a special gift for being in the classroom because they're teaching things a lot of times that they don't even believe in themselves, the way it should be done. Well, maybe the way it should be done. The math part and all those things and, and making kids that, uh, have to take those particular classes that, it, 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 it's really too difficult for them. It's not because they're not smart. They're geniuses in other uh, other areas. So in, in the relationship that the, our teachers were were able to have with each one of our students was really pretty special back then, mm-hmm. and, and they had a good relationship uh, with the parents. We have a caller on the line. Caller, welcome aboard with Mike Jones. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Hey, uh, a teacher saying, I just don't know that you guys can pay me enough to be a teacher because of the stuff that they have to deal with. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, those teachers, they work a lot more than behind the scenes than people realize. I mean, they do lesson plans in the afternoons, and they have to have all that stuff turned in. And, I mean, I envy these teachers. They do a great job with what they have to do with. Uh, they... A lot of people don't realize a teacher will buy supplies for their classrooms because the school don't fund everything that they need. 
And so uh, I admire these teachers, and I think they most of them do a great job. It's it's like everything else; you'll have a few bad ones in there. But uh, yes, I commend the teachers. Uh, uh, I would not want to be a teacher this day and time because of all the stuff that goes on being a teacher. And I wanted to uh, talk one other thing. Uh, you guys were talking politics earlier. Um, I'm 55 years old. I have never in my life seen a president so disrespected as Donald Trump has been since he was, even before he was elected. But after he was elected, he was so disrespected as a president I can remember when I was a kid, if the president was on TV, you sat down and you closed your mouth and you watched what the president had to say. Yeah. So, I mean, guys, we, we're in a totally different world than what it was years ago. So I just wanted to give those words of thoughts out there, and you guys have a great day. You know, Thank you very much. You know, uh, um, I think he is uh, representative of most people that see what's going on in in our country. Now, you remember, well, you're probably not old enough to remember it, but when Harry S. Truman became president, he he would have uh, little fireside talks over the radio. We didn't have TVs back then. And, And I can remember our daddy, he would just be so attentive to what everything that uh, uh, our president was uh, back then was saying to everybody, and it, it was just like he was listening to our, his daddy, Papa Jones, because he did not want to miss a single thing that was being said. And uh, that's the way, I mean, 24-hour-a-day news from irresponsible uh, media has really made a big difference in our country but uh, there are other things undermining things that are going oh, yeah. on right oh, yeah. now. We live in a different. I mean, our our situation is so much different from when we grew up. And uh, he hit a he hit a nerve when he was talking about uh, Trump and the fact that uh, every time he speaks, his uh, speech is uh gone over and they look for something and i don't know how many times the other day i was listening to a commentator and how many times they said he was lying and not telling the truth and you're thinking back i heard him say this and i heard him say that that was not a lie that was not a lie but i mean of course they do it with everybody i mean you know i don't understand why they've been after trump so hard i mean it's it's just been a different world he's changing the world in yeah. washington dc we would not uh, we would not have even dreamed of saying anything like that about truman or eisenhower uh you know those people we just would not we wouldn't have done it we we had total respect for them and and i think that's where we've got to learn you know we've got to, we've got to trust and respect. And I mean, but you know, then we look and see so many things we couldn't trust over the past that mm-hmm. have happened. So uh, we just media and social media, uh, the news. Uh, I've gotten to where I you know we don't even we try not to watch the news anymore. Mm-hmm. We look for something else. And it used to be that you you know uh, what was it? There was something really bad or, uh, that happened. Uh, a few days ago, and uh, the news never even, you know, said it. Then you went to one news, and they they were talking about what had happened mm-hmm. and how it happened. But the, the regular thing, it was all COVID-19 and, you know, the election. That's all it was. And COVID-19, to me, uh, is a, uh, a disease mm-hmm. that's come into this country. It was brought into this country. If we believe what we should believe, it came in from China, China, mm-hmm. and we closed the borders, mm-hmm. and then we're accused of not closing the borders. And all Trump, from what I've seen from the very beginning, he's wanting to close our borders, yeah. which is, I'm, I'm thinking that's what should be done. If you want to come into the United States of America, I have no problem with that. Do it but the you, right way. You come in the right way. And if you sneak in or whatever, and just like they were... Uh, bombarding him, I don't know, about the, the children. Well, you know, 
how many of those children were brought in without parents? Yeah. They were just brought in, tried to smuggle them in, maybe to go to to Ken. I don't know who they were going to. But a responsible parent, you know, I don't know if they tore them away, but a responsible parent would know that their children were taken and mm-hmm. they would go back and get them. I would. Uh, so the media is attacking the wrong people. When yeah. you start attacking law enforcement people yeah. for doing their jobs, and, and then the, the people that they have had to uh, protect themselves from, they end up having to shoot them or whatever, then all of a sudden that particular person, the uh, person who commits the crime, is a hero. I have never seen anything like it, the irresponsibility that goes on with the media and there has to be uh it's my understanding that, that uh, money controls those uh, uh, those particular situations we have another phone call caller welcome aboard mike jones yeah uh, <clears throat> talking about the whipping things i was in the seventh grade and the teacher one day told me he said go to the principal office and i said that. I think about that all the time now. <laughs> That's been mm-hmm. many years ago. <laughs> but you know, when I went that through that door with principal, she said, she said one word, bend over that desk. She brought a paddle <laughs> out with both hands. Buddy, and I mean, she wore me out. My daddy told me when I started school, he said, you better come home and tell me you got a whipping in the school because I'm going to yeah. give you another one if you do. And I sure never told him either. <laughs> Thank you. That, that's a, that's normal a normal situation for those days. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. You didn't, uh, you know, if you got a paddling, you deserved it and you knew why you did it. And a lot of these kids have done things that they knew they should have been disciplined for. But yeah. you're not going to discipline because you can't put your hands on me. And I've had them tell me that. You're not going to put your hands on me and you're not going to paddle me. And... Uh, uh, that was so strange the first time I heard it. You're not going to do that, you know. And uh, uh, it's it's just uh, you makes you, makes you wonder. But that's and we were the same way. We knew darn well if we got a paddling at school, you're going to get one at home too because that parent's going to back that teacher no matter what. And that's even if the teacher's wrong, you still got to back them. Yeah. Because that's not going to do any, that child any good if you back the child. That's not going to do that child any good. That child did something wrong, or the teacher wouldn't have paddled him. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. And, uh, and you go home and you tell your parents what you did. You get a paddling, and and uh, I did, and uh, everyone. I, but you know what? It's really strange. Uh, and you talk about how many times you got paddled. I got paddled twice. I got paddled. I broke the record at Kendall. Yeah, I got paddled by Miss Early, and I got paddled by. Uh, uh, I guess Miss Ruby must have paddled me, but it may have been Miss Early paddled me twice. Mm-hmm. But both times I deserved it. I yeah. mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a thing. You know, oh, you're not going to paddle me because I, you know, I, I'm I'm not supposed to be paddled. You don't yeah. paddle, you don't paddle me because you know I'm not disciplined yeah. that way. Uh, you know, my mom makes me stand in the corner, or my mama makes me do this. You know, uh, that's you know that's not what works. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work. Uh, and there are some kids that have been raised that way are good kids, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But most of them, if they've never had discipline and don't know what discipline is, they they got problems. Yeah. And uh, they're know, structured different. We talk about law enforcement. You know, if I would never, ever, ever dream if I was pulled up by a law enforcement officer and he asked me to get out of the car, I'm gonna get out of the car. Yeah. If he tells me to put my hands up on top of I'm going to do that. We've talked that yeah, way. Well, and I'm not going to say you can't do that to me. You know, I haven't done anything wrong. I'm going to do what that man said. You know, and if I'm going at somebody with a knife and somebody's coming at me with a knife, I'm scared of a knife. I'm sorry. There's two things in this world I'm scared of, which you know. I'm scared to death of a knife and a chicken. A rooster. <laughs> no, a chicken. It don't make no difference. <laughs> and uh, it took me a long time to get over that fear. Yeah, but uh, I don't understand how you can how you can eulogize a person uh, who's coming at you with a knife and you have to shoot him. I just don't understand that. And I don't know about 
the other guy, and, and I'm not going to get into it, but, you know, police officers, um, they're being shot. For what reason? For it, because they're police officers yeah. by certain people. Yeah. Uh, certain people are going into stores, and they're looting those stores. Yeah. What good, I mean... They're already boarding up windows in, oh, yeah. in, in, in a lot of, uh, the, the, all the stores seem to be in a lot of areas are boarding windows Where because they're afraid how people are going to react to the, the election. And why in the world would we want to, you know, two, I've talked something a long time ago, two wrongs do not make a right. If a policeman did something wrong and then you do something wrong that don't make it right i mean no. why would you go into a store because somebody has been mistreated by a policeman and destroy somebody's property that you don't even know they call their hoodlums to start well, with i don't understand why yeah. you would want to what yeah. have you accomplished and you know when you see people going out of stores carrying tvs carrying this and carrying that out after they've looted it that's against the law they should be yeah. arrested i'm sorry they should be arrested. If you knock they're out taking somebody, advantage of numbers. Yes, yes, and they're overpowering the policemen. And, yeah. we, and, and you and I both know, you've been in law enforcement, I've been in education department. You and I both know we don't get paid enough. We no. don't get paid enough. Who is more important to your child? Who is more important to your child? Troy Aikman or that first grade teacher who yeah. is more important to your child you know we've eulogized uh sports figures yeah. we pay them millions of dollars and one of the things that makes me so irritated is i've got this guy who's on television promoting uh whatever cars uh sporting goods whatever and he's already making millions of dollars mm -hmm. and he's He's being paid millions of dollars to advertise your product, and that makes that product go from forty or fifty dollars to one hundred and ten, one hundred and twenty. Why in the world are they doing that? And he won't even stand up for the flag. And he won't stand up for the flag. And yeah. we, you know, and this guy is such a great football player. This guy is such a great baseball player. He said, so we need to buy this product because he's so great, and it's got his name on it. Yeah, he's got his name. So. And they're paying him millions of dollars to do that. What does that make the product do? It makes it go up. It makes it cost more. I think that's starting to change a little bit. Well, right I'm now. seeing people are starting to see the reality of that. I'm things. seeing a little bit of that, you know, but it, it just it blows my mind. And I I can remember selling cars. I did it in the summers, and I've done it for a living for two or three years. When the Cougar came out, and uh, what was the lady's name that was one of Charlie's Angels? Farrah Fawcett. Oh, yeah. Her her ad, well, she was on the hood of that cougar, you know, advertising the cougar. I had a guy came in and bought a cougar, and he told me the only reason he bought that cougar was because of that ad. He must have been an intellectual. Right? I, I, just can't, I just could not imagine going out and buying a car because somebody was on the hood of a car advertising it. That just did not make any sense. And, you know, and that... And again, that made that product do what? Well, we've Cost run money. out of time, Mike. Okay. I, I hate to cut you off because we probably go on another yeah. four or five hours. But uh, <laughs> uh, everybody that hasn't voted, go out and vote. I mean, yes. this is a very critical time for our country. And uh, um, I can only say at the end, God bless America. And we'll see you in the morning at 9 o'clock. NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.